Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcast. So let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled Christian Presence at Abortion Clinics. I responded recently to an article written by a well-meaning author on the subject of Christian presence at abortion clinics. His presence, or his premise rather, was that we should be caring for women in our neighborhoods and in the event of their pro-choice decision to abort, we should be offering support rather than pre or post advice. My response took the form of quoting from his original article offered um, in this podcast with minor edits. Here's that response. Respectfully, you have mixed theology and messages in your post, painting an inaccurate picture of abortion, Jesus, and the response of biblical Christians. Inserting truths like, quote, the Bible is pretty clear God is against child sacrifice, murder, and violence against each other, unquote, provides an assumption that other statements in your post are therefore accurate, which again, respectfully, I would dispute. First quote, quote, but Jesus still wouldn't be picketing, unquote. First, Jesus is God and God of the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I would not be so sure what Jesus would do in the coordinated annual killing of 862,000 unborn babies in America alone. Second, Jesus does value righteous indignation exemplified in turning over the tables of the money changers in the outer temple court in Matthew 21, 12 and following. Then there were, there are also verses such as Mark 3, 5, uh, Mark uh, 1, 41 and John 2, 17 as well. Next quote, because Jesus never, not once, needed to shame or scream at or belittle anyone as a way to convince them to follow him, unquote. My response, Jesus and biblical Christians who correctly protest at abortion clinics do not need to scream or belittle anyone. However, if you think Jesus never shamed anyone in the Bible, I would suggest you read some verses such as, You brood of vipers, found in Matthew twelve thirty four. Next quote, so what would Jesus be doing? He would be hanging out with the neighborhoods around the clinics and ministering to the needs of the people there, unquote. My response, absolutely correct. But this behavior of Jesus does not preclude other behaviors, such as the Old Testament God of turning over the tables, or rather of turning over the tables of the money changers in the New Testament. Next quote, Or would Jesus give her a hug and have a talk with her either pre- or post-abortion procedure? My response, this is exactly what biblical Christians do when they're ministering correctly at abortion clinics. You're making a blanket statement that we are all screaming and belittling those who wish to enter. Next quote, attitudes of condemnation are inappropriate in those who have accepted the gospel. Unquote. I completely agree with my response. Next, the final decision whether to terminate the pregnancy or not should be made by the pregnant woman after appropriate consultation, unquote. My response, respectfully, that will not be the decision of the Supreme Court. 
Further, it's not the view of God confirmed by your own words at the top of this post. Are you suggesting the woman's decision takes precedence over God's? Next quote. Therefore, any attempts to coerce women either to remain pregnant or to terminate pregnancy should be rejected as infringements of personal freedom, unquote. My response, what about the personal freedom of the unborn child who's killed? Again, does personal freedom take precedence over God's commandments? Next quote, it's easier to pray at someone or to pray with someone. Unquote. Your implication is that a biblical Christian has to choose one or the other. We obviously should do both. At abortion clinics, one prays as an intercessory prayer that is not even heard by the woman. And finally, quote, Christians write her off as condemned to hell. Unquote. My response, you are stating a twisted theology if you believe this to be true. This is not the view of biblical Christians. Faith and a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, Romans 10.9, forgives all sin, both pre- and post-salvation. All sin. So to conclude, I didn't intend to be so aggressive on the subject when I started writing a response to this individual's post. I know without a doubt that this individual is in the right place as you see media reports on the violence at abortion clinics and think that is the norm. But it is not. It is media hype because that is what makes people want to watch, especially these days with the Supreme Court in the mix. However, the violence and anger in these days ahead will come from the pro-choice group, not from the pro-life folks who 99% of the time do exactly what you're suggesting. Pray and offer grace, love, and support, trying to help women make the choice not to kill an innocent life. In my view, the media is at fault here, not this author, except for his discernment, perhaps. We all need to be on guard as the evil one prowls around seeking to devour. 1 Peter 5.8 What better way to attack women who have to make life and death decisions that will impact them for a lifetime. Today, we are seeing just the tip of the iceberg as we head into a season of renewed controversy regarding Roe versus Wade. God bless you as you serve him today. Today's podcast article was brought to you by bcworldview.org, providing honest reporting and analysis on the intersection of contemporary issues and theology based on a biblical Christian worldview. May God bless you as you continue to walk through this life with our Savior and Lord.